0: Dear Villa Fortune is a Democrat councilwoman in Providence. She wants to be the mayor. We've had her in before. Want to invite her back to studio. Councilwoman, thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you for having me. Last
0: time you're in, let's get this out of the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're defund the police. You Mm. voted against the budget. Are Mm. you still defund the police?
1: I voted against the budget because I had passed legislation for the police department or public safety in general um, to provide us with a comprehensive public safety plan for Mm -hmm. the city of Providence. I wanted to see, and many taxpayers, residents want to see, how the funding will be allocated to ensure that um, we are using the resources effectively and resourcefully as well. And so for me, it's, you know, if you work for a company, if you want additional funds, you need to be able to explain how those funds are going to be used and the impact that it's also going to have. So I've never said, defund the police, but what I've said is accountability, holding our police department, Accountable, right. ensuring that we also have a public safety structure that meets the needs of everyone. Um, I helped design. I led the effort to design the uh, the public safety um, behavioral health crisis program, mm-hmm. but also a public safety infrastructure where community policing is embedded, and you have officers who reflect the community that the communities that they serve are walking the beat, um, and in our in the neighborhoods uh, to serve the community. All right,
0: but in the End, you mm-hmm. didn't get the answers you wanted, so you voted to defund the police budget. Now, that's become a very prickly thing for a yeah. candidate to run on. Things yeah. have changed yeah. since the summer of unrest. Mm-hmm. You want to refine your answer. You're saying you never were defund the police? I never said that word. I always said... In action, though, were you? You voted to defund their budget.
1: But the budget was not defunded. and You I didn't- voted
0: against it, though. You voted vo- to defund.
1: No, I voted against so that we can have the information to the public that outlines how those resources are going to be used. That's not defunding, that's called accountability. And that's what I asked for.
0: You're not defund the police?
1: The police department has not been defunded. In fact, um, if you really think about it, in the past, since I've been on council, we've had one of the most diverse Mm -hmm. police you know, police officers um, that have been recruited to the police force. Right. And that is something that I have talked to the chief about and the commissioner from the time I started okay. on city council. And so for me, it's about accountability and also creating a public safety infrastructure that meets the needs of all Providence residents, whether it's someone who's experiencing mm-hmm. um violence um, that the police officers can respond to, um, whether it's someone who's experienced a behavioral right. health concern and we could send the crisis response team to de-escalate mm-hmm. the situation, intervene and connect people to services, or whether it's needing community policing, right. police officers who are walking the beats. But if you want to have an effective and efficient public safety infrastructure and we are providing funds what we should also have as pu- as a public um as taxpayers is a comprehensive plan outlining how those okay. funds will be used you've said that and, and that's I, it.
0: I, and i understand what you're saying yeah. but you voted to cut the budget the budget wasn't cut because the majority of the council voted the other way we, we have, have to I, be clear on that
1: well let's be clear i did not vote to cut the budget i voted not to approve the budget until okay. a plan was um was was outlined right. and was shared with the public
0: and then the, the those account, are two the, different things The council sir. majority went went differently okay yeah. you've said what you've had to say mm-hmm. and by the way you're from Providence I grew up in the city you were just rattling off the neighborhoods and the streets mm-hmm. which is very comfortable would you keep the current police chief would you keep the commissioner or would you make wholesale changes
1: well it depends so there are a couple of things um one uh, I would have to have a conversation with uh, the current police of leadership mm-hmm. I would like to see and I and the chief has talked publicly about the possibility of retiring. Okay. Um, I would like to see uh, a leadership um, within public safety that also reflects the diversity of our city. Uh, we've never had a police chief of color. And so if the police chief decides to retire, and I will say I have cultivated um, a great relationship with Chief Clemens. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I still remember the first time uh, I invited him uh, for a community dinner. This is pre-pandemic of course to my home with the commissioner with community members people who lived in my neighborhood um just to really build a relationship um, with him and the police department and so i have a lot of great respect for him Um, but again if he's planning to retire this is an opportunity for us to hire um, or appoint a police um chief Uh, of color and that truly reflects the diversity
0: of our city. Well, you know, you say that, why wouldn't you want the best person? For example, when candidates candidates, Mm -hmm. uh, select you, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think you're saying elect me because I'm a woman of color, Mm -hmm. elect me because I'm the best candidate.
1: The best candidate will always be a priority and that's why I would implement a process with community public input so that we can select the best candidate for the city of Providence. What if the
0: best candidate is a white male?
1: The best candidate might be a white male, but we should also um, we should also take the necessary steps um, to ensure that mm-hmm. we have a pool of people that reflect the diversity of the city. That means people of color, that means women, that means white males, mm-hmm. um, that means people within the LGBTQ plus community. So it's about ensuring that we do the appropriate outreach and we have a pool of, uh, of people who are highly qualified um, also, um, that can do the work in an effective, meaningful, restorative way.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know, there's a move in the council. Mm-hmm. Well, let's we kind of work our way backward. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's objection, speaking of law enforcement, there's objection to putting these flock cameras, mm-hmm. which read license plates. Mm-hmm. Granson says they're working wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Some of your fellow council members are skeptical of mm-hmm. them. If mayor, would you allow those flock count cameras to come in?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm one of those yep. council members that... That that is, um, um, excuse me, Um, one of the council members that has concerns about it. Um, One, we did not go through a public process. Um, It did not um, go through any kind of legislative process with the council or uh, at the state Mm -hmm. level. Um, We're talking about collecting data. Um, we don't know how that data will be stored. Um, and anytime that we're collecting any type of data um, regarding people, um, it should be done responsibly. And so we need to con- further um, the conversation. Um, I do believe in enhancing technology yep. um, to keep our city safe. But impl- implementing something um, that could have great um Adverse impact, I think, is problematic, especially when we're talking about data and data related to individuals.
0: Council President Agliozzi likes the idea. You're Mm -hmm. clear on that. Mm -hmm. There's a move to perhaps elect half the school board, Mm -hmm. and then half of it would be appointed. Now, that would be a power grab from whomever is the mayor, because Mm -hmm. the mayor has the power to appoint that school board. Would you like to keep that power, or would you be open to a half elected?
1: I have been talking... about having a hybrid school board for quite some time now i do think that with a hybrid school board there is a bit more balance in power, um, where the mayor can appoint, appoint um, you know a number of school board members with clear guidelines, and I still also think that there should be a transparent process around it, mm-hmm. but also an opportunity for people to run for that seat um, and for voters to vote. But also one of the things that we didn't talk about is also creating a pathway or opportunity for. Um, non-citizens who are parents of uh, students in the public schools to be able to vote for the school board member as well. I believe San Francisco right. passed
0: legislation um, to enable that. Let's hit a couple of topics, mm-hmm. just a few minutes left. Uh, that Fane Tower mm-hmm. appears poised to start construction. Do you support yeah. that or would you still continue to fight that?
1: I would still continue to fight <laughs> that. So this is, so the, the first thing is that um, you know the spot zoning that was done. Yep. Uh, we have a comprehensive zoning plan. Um, there weren't uh, there weren't appropriate um, assessments that were made to determine if the market um, has a need for that type of housing. Okay. Environmental assessments. Um, Number two, the community has been saying that this is not what we need. Um, Number three, um, it sounds like what's being built is going to be high-end housing. We need more um, moderate-income housing as well as low-income housing. Um, When that proposal came before council the first time, I tried to amend um, uh, the legislation um, so that there would be a certain percentage of the housing allocated to uh, affordable um, housing or um, to pay into um, the fund. Um, also, uh, there was a sunset stipulation where if they didn't break ground by a certain time, um, then the deal, you know, would would be off the table. Right. Um, and also, um, there would be some funding that would be allocated into a, a, an account or a fund right. um, to take care of the surrounding parks. I do think that um, it is an issue. Um, the housing need doesn't seem to be clear in terms of the price point. So. Um, that's a fight that I will continue. Not a fan.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. But mm-hmm. un, uh, we're going to have to at some point talk about the Superman mm-hmm. development, mm-hmm. which I know you suggested mixed-use housing there. Mm-hmm. Also, at one point, you told me mixed-use housing for the mall, maybe, to fill some of the space. I remember yes. that in the last interview. Yes. And just finally, with 30 seconds left, I'm mm-hmm. tight on time, you work at Brown University. Mm-hmm. Would you be able to butt heads with the people at Brown, which is a traditional yeah. role of the mayor of Providence? Yeah. They're never happy with the money that comes. There's a lot going on there. Do you feel comfortable that you be able to stand up to Well, Brown? T-
1: two years ago, I actually passed legislation to do a full assessment of the pilot program mm-hmm. to ensure that the city is receiving its fair share from all of our major nonprofits in the city of Providence. I have talked openly about um, pushing our nonprofits, mm-hmm. including Brown University, um, to invest more into the city, um, to help with addressing some of the major disparities that impact our, our communities. Um, but at the end of the day, and um, we need collaboration from our major nonprofits. I passed that legislation two years ago. There was a report that was written at the beginning of the year, and it called for better collaboration. We've seen what Yale University um, has yep. done. Um, and so all our nonprofits can do more. Our major nonprofits can do more to truly invest in the city of Providence and to pay their fair share.
0: Near for the Fortune Democrat City Councilwoman running for the mayor of Providence. Thanks for coming in. Nice Thank to see you, you again. Thank you for having
1: me. Thank you.